Don't tell me. Let me guess. Madame Zolga has finally confessed to being a con artist. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Conveyor. Let's get the neighbors. Hello. This is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we analyse episodes of the Aussie soap opera Neighbours at Aussie Pace. I'm Vaya Pashos. I'm in Melbourne in the PirateNet Studios, our headquarters. We are connecting via the Hives podcast facility for a remote record, which I did not think I would have to do again so soon. But as we'll get into... Melbourne is locked down again. That's our life. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Kate actually is has bronchitis. She, her pipes are no good. She's resting them. But I have CJ, the hot mess mom, Catherine Jones. Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, you are joining us from the apartment that Carl and Izzy used to live in? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty bare these days. No one's here. So um, we need like a good affair on Neighbours because like we had, obviously we had Dippy and the billionaire, but they just went to that hotel room. Like we need one that like eventuates into something, don't we? We were so close. We were so close to one at the Hive. So close. Yeah, real close. (laughs) I want to get into that. But first, Melbourne locked down for a little cheeky seven-day lucky D, as it's become known colloquially. Uh, Why? Because our government can't roll out a vaccine to save its life, to save any lives. So here we are again. And I was so depressed and I thought, Okay, we can't do this again. This is tedious. But let's add some British enthusiasm to our podcast and dial in a friend of the pod over in, I believe it's Manchester, correct me if I'm wrong, it's Spicy Ben, (laughs) Um, Ben Bone. Yeah, usually based in Manchester, I'm actually hibernating up in um, Middlesbrough at the moment. Uh, Which is where your delicious accent emerges from. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a northeast boy. I just thought, you know, mix it up. Like this is what remote records are for. It's to talk to people on the other side of the world. So let's do it. Yeah. Like there's people that just make international podcasts and always do this. They don't, you know, have frozen Cokes like we normally do. (laughs) So, you know. But, yeah, we're in a lucky D. So we've got Ben with us, which is good. What an honour it is to be here. (laughs) Ben is a, as I said, friend of the pod, but also long-term Neighbours viewer, I could see a uh, Kylie and Jason pillow in his background. So that's some indication. Do you go all the way back to day dot, Ben? Yeah, more or less. It was kind of like just on in the background when as we were kind of growing up and, and I think I just got hooked straight away. But I was from that kind of generation of the, the early Kylie and Jason, Scott and Charlene days anyway, so... It was, I was like the perfect age and um, I kind of like, when everyone else kind of stopped watching it, I just was very loyal and, <laughs> and continued for the next 35 years. Mm. It was her birthday, Kylie's birthday the other day and she called an Australian radio station. Yeah. Just to say hi. She rang them on her birthday. What a legend. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean she's the queen, isn't she really, to be fair? I mean, <laughs> she does no wrong. <laughs> um, now also Spicy Ben as we know you on Twitter, because of your love of the Spice Girls. <laughs> That's but true. But also you have a YouTube 
channel called Nay Ben's with your other friend Ben. Yes. And you guys get up to Neighbours Shenanigans, which was a lockdown project. Yeah, it was kind of a bit of a something to do that started off as, oh, let's do a a little bit of a a battle off between us to see who was the biggest kind of neighbours goon. And um, it kind of snowballed into a a bit of a, I think, a mental health project as well as it kind of helped get us through (laughs) lockdown. But also it's been a bit of a giggle, so it's kind of carried on, really. I watched some of your um, your YouTube videos today and I must say a particular shout out to a little clip you've got with the Kennedy's dynasty. <laughs> I can take no credit for that. That is Tother Ben's um, genius handiwork. He put all that together and, yeah. That. One, it's still the Nay Ben's brand. Yeah, it is. But one thing I love is that Izzy was part of the, the dynasty show and, you know, a callback to Izzy, I'm always for that. Notice how we put Izzy in there and not um, <clears throat> the other affairess. Mm. Oh, yeah, she's she's so far cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even, you could not get more cancelled. Um, so let's leap into some Neighbours Council business. Sweetie, it's just business. Firstly, apologies for skipping a week last week. Just, you know, Ben just mentioned mental health. Sometimes... Vaya Pashos needs to just check out for a week. I was at capacity. Big news around here. Baby Dr. Carl turned one. Woo! Putting on that party was the most stressful event of my life. It's why I'm never getting married and it's why I no longer work in event management. But how lucky we were that I could put that party on because we got locked down literally within the week and he just today took his first steps. So it's just a lot going on over here. Yay. <laughs> Your life will never be the same. No, <laughs> yeah. it's all over. But I, that party, everything sent my anxiety through the roof. Uh, so I just needed a week. The only thing that interested me from last week was the, the Rebecca kids calling Melanie granny. And that was an amazing plot point, but it was the only one I was interested in. So I'm like, eh, everything else we can cover the week after. Yeah. But a couple of items to tick off. Well, actually, firstly, Ben, you got COVID. Is that right? Yeah, I yeah, I caught COVID last March, right at the very beginning of kind of, oh. of, of the pandemic. Um, yeah, and it was the weekend I was in London for the supposed neighbours, um, <gasps> yeah, event. <laughs> so I caught it in London <laughs> that weekend. So you, oh my. you sort of got COVID, like, you know, when someone will say, oh, look, I was really into that band before they were cool. Like you were like, I got COVID in March. 2020 before yeah. it was a thing, yeah. yeah. I was probably one of the super spreaders who then brought it back to Manchester. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no one knew. No one knew what they were dealing with. No, no. Uh, even all. like the, the cast thought they were flying out up until that week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah As did pretty. I. <laughs> yeah, because weren't you meant to be going to Disney at the time uh, or America, CJ? Yeah, and I held on to it until like they've cancelled my flight. So. And- <laughs> CJ's five-year-old the other day, we were at dinner, our last supper before lockdown, and he just went, remember when we were going to go to America? Oh. <laughs> Mummy? Yeah. <laughs> no guilt trip there. Oh, man, it's very sad. And But, you know, one day we're going to go to places. My friend just moved to London, which is, you know, it seems wild in these days. But, you know, there is movement happening somewhere. Well, she moved from South Africa, so she did. 
she's probably a super spreader. You, I should get you guys together. <laughs> and I'm just, my biggest fear was becoming a super spreader at baby Dr. Carl's first birthday. So we had, we had COVID QR codes, we had sanitizer, it was a whole thing. But enough about personal admin. Uh, we have to shout out Olivia, Mayor of the Neighbours Council, who appears in a new kids show on the ABC, Mickey versus the World. So you should check that out. I haven't yet. I'm a terrible friend, but I will. That's a promise. And I'm not sure if you download the ABC iView app internationally, some programs are available internationally. I'm not sure if that one is. So give it a go. Mickey, M-I-K-K-I versus the World. Oh, and I have to shout out a new patron who I sent a message to, my apologies, she hasn't replied yet. It's Gillian or Gillian, and I really wanted to know which pronunciation it was, but she hasn't got back to me. So Gillian Anderson or Gillian Flynn, whoever you are, thank you for jumping aboard. May has been paused on Patreon. It will resume billing in June because I used this month slash yesterday to catch up on all the trimmings, the deleted extras, and we're up to date there, so we'll have another brand new trimming on Patreon this week. Clear the decks. Now, Ben, you have been living not just among COVID. Oh, how I, you recovered well, I imagine. Yes, yeah, I had it very mildly, thankfully. So, yeah, I'm grand. Before it mutated. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm all grand. I'm all grand, and I'm double vaccinated now, so we're good. Love it. But you are living still in the UK delay of oh, neighbours. Yes. And short of like... Uh, what's that like? Short of knocking on Channel 5's door with like, you know, one of Sheila's casseroles and a, a cup of Dippy's herbal... What was it they used to, what she used to call it? The double salute or whatever it was. That she full salute. It. The full salute. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you won't go with her open taco salad. You'll go straight for the hard stuff. <laughs> Listen, Channel 5 need to hear us. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just... It is what it is. We can't do any more, so we're just currently living in the past. Yeah, except uh, we've connected you with um, Madame Zolga. Yes. Melanie's psychic. Yeah, she's done wonders for me this week. I am. Uh, she's filled me in, so I am currently up to speed with everything. <laughs> you just got to believe in the supernatural. Which is outstanding. I, I keep thinking Zelda, but it's not. What is it? Fair? Zolga. Yeah. Zolga. What a name. Amazing. Madame Zolga. Paul implied she was going under, but no, she's still going strong. No. Tonight we will see the kind of evidence mm. of her powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I, I, yeah, I trust Madame Zolga more than I trust Dippy, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she's doing business with you. Now we are going to discuss the week of baby Dr. Carl's birthday, May 24, 2021, and... Oh, this is one of my favourite tropes to kick off the week. Someone overhearing a secret on a recording, on a live recording. I, I think I wrote like a short story in high school where something was broadcast live on air and that's like one of my favourites. And this we have in the podcast studio of The Hive, which always leaves us door open, Sheila, the producer of the podcast, leaves her guest in the studio to shut down the recording and just expects it to go well and Sheila leaves the record button running on the mixer and it captures Ned and Sheila too discussing their feelings and the fact that they should have looped in 
Yashvi, and oh, that thrilled me. We crossed a line, Ned, and you owe it to Yashvi and yourself to admit it. We said we weren't going to do this, so let's not. Gang, how do we find that? I think um, somebody needs to turn the gain down on that mic so that it doesn't take mm. in so much external noise from other mm. rooms. <laughs> what is with that? Also, why was Sheila expected? Sheila's an amazing person, right? But she's mm. not, like, she's never done a podcast before, to, to my knowledge. Why was she expected to have a monologue, one person speaking to Mike podcasts? Yeah, and look, I don't do a lot of guest prep for this podcast, but I, like, I dashed off a little cheeky agenda to Ben before we started. Mm. Yeah. I didn't expect him just to roll in and freestyle. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel fully prepared for today. So I was like, I'm, uh, that was my worry. <laughs> when Zolga informed me of Sheila's antics this week, I was like, oh, God, is that going to be me? But no, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I was well prepped. <laughs> And she said she saved everything. So I don't know how she saved when the recording was still running, but whatever. I don't know how the hive operates. I guess it's always recording in there. Like it never it never stops. It's just like Big Brother. Yeah. Like at the commercial station I used to work at, the techs were always recording. We were terrified of them just knowing all our business. Yeah. Um, to pause for a moment and hop back in time, Ben, what is going on in the UK storylines at the minute? Um, so at the moment, having just watched 25 episodes in one night. Yeah, I was going to say, is it, has Melanie and Toadie just got together? Yeah, so at the moment, it's kind of all um, hush hush, Melanie and Toadie having, you know, jiggy jigs on the <laughs> on the down low, um, you know. <laughs> Literally down low. Oh, yeah. Um, Melanie's locked in a bathroom and Toadie's making weird insinuations with um with Hendrix and then Harlow's having it away with Brent in the in the beach hut which for me is is just ringing alarm bells I keep thinking about Paige and father what's his (laughs) nod so I'm thinking oh god nine months down the line we're gonna have a little reprobate coming out (laughs) how do you think the um the English sensibilities took to um Melanie on the down low in Tony's office, that image I can't shake. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, I mean, it's just scandalous, isn't it? I mean, we <laughs> thought it was bad last year with them all dippy in a belt, but I mean, <laughs> crikey, it's 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 very X-rated. I, I mean, it wouldn't have happened back in like you know the Daniels Corporation days. <laughs> Could you imagine Gail crawling around on the floor with her um, <laughs> shoulder pads? Yeah, with a camisole special on. I don't think so. <laughs> the shoulder pads just pop down into the knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> as long as that's the only thing that pops out. <laughs> well, that's a treat. That's a treat that the UK will continue to enjoy for weeks to come. Thankfully, um, Brent and Harlow will be put out of their misery soon. But fast forward to... We'll get to some beautiful stuff with, as I call them, Sweet Melody this week. But Sheila and Ned, I feel a little shortchanged with this relationship because I just was hanging out for a pash. Come on. Like, we're locked down again. What have I got to titillate me? (laughs) I need some macking on. The teenagers can do it. Why can't the over-25s? Did the hand-holding not do it for you, Vaya? 
got me got me interested. Got me in the room. <laughs> I because I think Ned gets to say nothing really happened. Ugh. And then we're going to continue on with his boring relationship with Yashvi until it dies. The, that relationship is doomed. Like it, I give it three weeks. Yeah. She's got a tear coming down her cheek in the promo, so fingers crossed. Also, I think she, I think the promo has them moving in together, which is like obviously the kiss of death. Well, the promo says, let's try it. We should try it. And in my head I'm like, what are they trying? And I thought maybe they're going to swing. That'd be fun to <laughs> keep it interesting. Or maybe like, you know, yeah, she's going to dress up as Sheila and then. Canning oh, the first. <laughs> yeah. I had other, other images in my head then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the volleyball capri pants and just, yep. you know. or they're A just, butterfly. Yeah, they're going to do art together. I don't know. But they're going to move in together. I don't know uh, where. I mean, things are getting crowded over at Toadies again, aren't they? They're getting crowded all over the shop. Um, except for Toadies able to have lots of private chats when people aren't home. So it's good convenient shifts are going on at Toadies. Yeah. So the aftermath of this um, recording, the other thing it captured was – B revealing that she had had her doubts about the relationship with Levi for weeks, and thank goodness that relationship has been put out of its misery because Sheila too convinced B to call it off because she wasn't feeling it with Levi. And oh my god, did that set the cat amongst the pigeons? Like, I should save this for Shizen, but give us a little teaser. At one point at the end of the relationship, because we hadn't talked about this, we went on last week, right? Yeah. Levi is talking about how he wants to go camping and on a road trip. And I'm reminded of when Evil Millsy took B on a road trip, you know, when they were going to get married? Oh, yeah. When he was still, like, pretending to be Patrick? Yep. And he then locked her in a shipping container, <laughs> um, which is kind of like camping. And then also the camping that they went on in Fire Island or whatever, well, Bum Island, um, Bum Fire Island. Um <laughs> Was That was camping. Like, has he not listened to her podcast? I mean, he's a police officer. He should have at least read her file on the download. <laughs> like, why is he such a triggering asshole? He, he should have read the show notes of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> he didn't click on any of the links. <laughs> ben, how did you find B-Vi? Um, oh, just dull Vi more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I, oh. Honestly, I mean, and, and also him wandering around like a, a kicked puppy all week as well. All week. Just like, at least, you know, Sheila had a bit of spark and clout running around having a blue rinse fanny fit about what she'd heard on the podcast. But um, <laughs> Levi was just, that bottom lip trembling and just, oh my God. I tried to move our relationship to the next stage and you weren't ready. No, that's not Being, really. It was wrong of me to push you. I see that now. I know we have a future. We love each other, B. We can make this work, I promise. Levi, I don't think we can. It is nice to see a man expressing himself. That was refreshing. However, his partner had just explicitly told him, no, I am no longer interested in pursuing this relationship in no uncertain terms. It is over. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Here is a recording of me saying so. I've also told your grandmother. And he is still, like, crying, howling, begging her to take him back, sending his grand. Like, I'm just like, guys, she could not have been more clear. She needed Ned to paint a mural of it out in the complex. 
<laughs> he would have found some way to make that unclear in some way. <laughs> but then I kind of want to see the next chapter of the story. I want to see this road trip like, going on because for me, Sheila and, and B driving off together, like, you know, Susan Sarandon and, and Gina Watson are in... Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, Thelma yeah. <laughs> They're having their old Thelma and Louise moment and I'm like, oh, actually, this could be more interesting than, than anything else at the moment. Sheila and the bee. <laughs> Maybe in different times they could have done like a web series, like to compliment, but there's different times at the moment. <laughs> and what an interesting departure for these two characters. So this is the exit of Bonnie Anderson, a big deal. She... Initially, he's like, oh, I'm not going to do my road trip across to WA to see my dad. I'm going to fly there because I'm breaking up with Levi because I can't imagine anything more dull than driving across the Nullarbor with him. And she does that, but then Sheila's like, well, I've got family in Broome. I'll come with you. And B's like, sounds great. I'll get the tunes happening. Let's go. But then they hear the recording. She's like, oh, no, you've been doing the dirty on my friend's boyfriend. I don't want to hang out with you. But then everyone's like, it's fine. It's cool. We're all cool. We've sorted it out. Get on the road, you crazy kids. Have fun. And they're okay. But then there's all these weird goodbyes in the street where some people aren't saying goodbye to other people. And, like, Ned and Sheila don't have this final goodbye moment with each other. They just kind of look at each other while they're hugging other people. That being said, Sheila and Sheila had a lovely goodbye. Oh, yes, talk us through that. And they had some beautiful dialogue. They did. So um, there was a thread of storyline about Aboriginal language being used and, you know, we've touched on Sheila wanting to get permission of the Wondery people because this is not her land where Neighbours is filmed or shot or located. Um, And um, Sheila has been teaching Sheila words and, I mean, Sheila... One has taken to it really well. She's stringing sentences together, which I would in, never be able to do in a new language. Only if and she's remembered in. all the insults to roll out to Paul, which is primo. Yes, she has. <laughs> she's never forgetting them. She will be doing that forever. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so they have a lovely goodbye to each other and call each other family, and it was it was beautiful. I had no right to blame you for B and Levi breaking up. You were just looking out for your mort, your family. I get it. And I am so grateful for your friendship. Although I don't really call you a friend. You're a mort, Jook. No, no, nyan mort. You are cool. Come here. They're like, I love you. Mm. They're like, I love you. That's beautiful. It really bittersweet considering all the drama that's gone down behind the scenes. Because I just thought some of these storylines with the second Sheila was some beautiful storytelling and everyone was doing an amazing job and it was such a shame. Mm. that it was tarnished by bad behaviour because otherwise everything on screen sang. Yeah. We can only hope that from this work will be done and people Mm. will be educated and change will be upon us. Mm. But, yeah, it is really sad because, you know, seeing that dialogue... Because it was a different language but it was neighbours' dialogue, you know what Mm. I mean? Like, Yeah. um, So it was... Subtitles. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the kind of vibe that we're used to hearing on characters in Neighbours just in a new language, which was mm. wonderful. I don't think we've seen that very often at all in no. characters we've had um, who have a different language. They don't often speak it on Neighbours. Mm. There might be a couple of little tidbits, but I don't even remember seeing subtitles ever. No, I don't either. And I think also from a UK perspective, like, it's been lovely kind of seeing a really 
different side of, of Australia and that kind of neighbours world that we're presented with. So <laughs> those of us have watched Neighbours for 35 years. Yeah. Um, mm. it's, it's just, it's really nice that all of a sudden there's these dynamics from another culture coming into the show and kind of, and it's bringing a, a bit more flavour to it, really. Mm. Yeah. And very, um, it, it was just layered story-wise. So look, as you said, Vaya, it's really bittersweet and... I will say that I think that everything that's happened um, behind the scenes is actually, you know, I've learned a little bit about language, the impact of certain words that I hadn't perhaps thought about myself. So I'm grateful for that and I can take that into my life and I hope that, you know, the Neighbours cast and crew do too. Yeah. Now, Ned and Yashvi are on shaky territory, so he explains it away. I mean, really, all that he could have done is what I've said previously. Like he could have brought it up with her and said, hey, there was this weird moment at the work. Do we have touchy-handy? What do you think? But he didn't. And so that's kind of the worst that he did was conceal it. And he's like, you know, I, I quit I quit my job because I didn't want to be around her. I didn't want to make it weird for you, so I didn't bring it up. So I Brad willis myself through it. And V was taken aback a bit, but she got through it. They had a, an adult conversation about, okay, well, we need to fix our relationship, what's gone wrong. She's second-guessing her youth and her inexperience in relationships. She's like, do you still see me as a schoolgirl? And I'm like, yes, we do, because you were wearing a uniform for a very long time. Mm. It's hard to shake that image. Yeah, and I really like that they address that Mm. in the story here because Sheila Canning, too, is a much more sophisticated woman than Yashvi. She's just you know, had more experiences and living. Mm. And she's also like a successful business person and lots of other layers that we we don't have with Yashvi yet because she, I mean, she had the football dream and that hasn't really gone anywhere and she's just starting her career, really. Mm. She had pranks. She had to stop pulling pranks. That was her big hobby. Yeah. And, I mean, Ned, Ned doesn't have much of a career yet either. I mean, he somehow won some huge prize for, for portraits <laughs> of his neighbours. <laughs> but anyway... Lately we've been seeing a bit of Zimmer's art, Zimmer Anderson's art on Instagram. Yeah. Stunning work. And I think she could have actually, imagine if they'd got her to do the props as Ned, Ned's art. That would have been incredible. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, do you know how much I would have hated that? A woman's art getting like neighbours (laughs) pretending Ned did it. The world. That's how the world goes around. Exactly. And it would just, it would be, that's that's a Brad Willis <laughs> right there. Citizen of the year. <laughs> yeah. Never forget. So she leaves and she's like, I'm not going to have a gallery because we were going to do it together. It's going to stay the hive. It's going to stay a COVID unsafe hot desking environment. <laughs> Spread your germs at the hive. Keep podcasting with the door open. And meanwhile, B's quit Levi and Levi's quit Keto, CJ. Oh, oh, he has. So now I want to point out I do Keto for different kinds of reasons, but I do feel a lot of the other effects that people in Levi's position, so, you know, an even blood sugar, um, you know, loss of inflammation, blah, 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 blah. But Levi is doing Keto to avoid having seizures. <laughs> And so he can't just hop on and off like this. This is very self-destructive and it's quite a problem. Sheila, his grandmother, says you can't be, like, just eating chips, mate. Like, there is potatoes, charisma potatoes, that have a lower glycemic (laughs) index and he should get them. 
And I love that when they remind us that Nicolette was a nurse because I think she excels in the health field and she observes him knocking back the pints and she's like, hey, mate, uh, how's that epilepsy? Yeah. (laughs) You want to take it easy? (laughs) Why don't you just sit back and do some, you know, meditative breathing and calm down? Anyway, as Ben mentioned, like he's just walking around like a wounded puppy and I hate to break it to him. It wasn't that great of a relationship. Just calm down. And then the poor Billy Cart copped it. Kicked in the billy cart. I actually loved that because who on this podcast didn't want to smash that billy cart? <laughs> R.I.P. the billy cart. In more than one way this week. Oh, yeah, it got, it got doubled. Yeah, it really, it, it's dead. R.I.P. Um, thankfully, we have the flamingo bar. Levi heads straight down there to drown his sorrows. There's a few sad cases over there. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to Kate. Hi, everybody. Um, sorry I couldn't make the pod this week, but to quote um, you know, a meme from 2012, I've got bronchitis. Um, but more importantly, saddest bitch in Erinsborough, it would have to go to Levi. Um, mate, mate, do I need to send you a copy of Bees Just Not That Into You? Like, I mean, it was sad enough buying a bloody vintage Mustang that it's clearly never, ever going to make it to broom. Um for your girlfriend who just is, is like, you know, lukewarm interest at, at best. Um, yeah, and then just being all devo that she's dumped dumped you. Mate, like, seriously, you shopped her to the, like, her boss? Uh, anyway, deadbeat, find someone else. Anyway, move on, saddest bitch. Um, there's Yashvi, she's gloomy about her relationship, and Harlow is there because... Old mate Brent Anato is over in the Army Cadets and he is not returning her calls. And I didn't even realise they were still boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, well, they weren't going to talk for a couple of weeks. Um, I guess that's up now. I can't really remember. But he doesn't have his phone and that is shocking to Harlow. And has she, like, not seen a movie about Army Cadets and how terrible <laughs> it is? I mean, I haven't. So I guess I didn't know yeah, that he couldn't have his phone. What about Private Benjamin? With Goldie Horn in it. Oh. What a film. I should, actually. I should watch that. Yeah. But, like, all we know is that he's doing a lot of push-ups and a lot of sit-ups and, like, he's getting up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning and probably peeling potatoes. Like, that's what we know he's doing. And writing letters that we, she eventually gets. Ugh. He's the worst. Uh, ben, so last we saw them, they were on the on the shores of Bo Morris. Yeah. And then Madame Zolga's tuned you in a month later and they're doing this long distance thing. What's your read on this relationship? I mean, it's <laughs> it's just a disaster waiting to happen, isn't it? I mean, Harlow's been, you know, moping about like Morning Mary for the past four weeks as well. Like <laughs> the, the, sucking the lemon with a face on her. I'm just like, come on now, Harlow. Like, just get, just chill out and... And see a better life without him because it's not going anywhere, is it? Mm. It really isn't. There's one point this week where she walks into the room with Mackenzie and even admits she's overhearing herself. She's like, oh, I don't want to come here and mope around about Brent. And Mackenzie's like, well, what are you doing? Like, we're going clubbing. Are you coming? What's going on? (laughs) Mackenzie's off for a a triple D, isn't she? Which I was a bit like, oh, that sounds a bit wrong. (laughs) What are, talk us through the triple Ds. What was it? Was it drinking, dancing and dogs? Yes, hot, hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> oh, dear. 
I was Which... like, ooh. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm loving this different Mackenzie who is up for going out and dancing all night and loving clubbing. And I'm like, this is the Mackenzie that I want to see. Mm. Me too. She says at one point, oh, it's so great having a boyfriend who likes clubbing as much as I do. And I'm like, oh, this is new information to me. Yeah. Add that to the character dossier. Yeah. I mean, do you remember like um, on the week when they had like the show, the, the Pride show? Yes. She had like a great performance, didn't she? So maybe this has been like conjuring up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean the um, the lip sync battle? Yeah, yeah, the lip sync battle. But yeah, that was stunning. Yeah, I think it's been like conjuring up. And so like maybe that ex-boyfriend of hers was like really holding her back. Like he was all into like gaming at home, like doing LAN parties or something. And she wanted to go out. But I love Hendrix and Mackenzie. They're the best together, aren't they? Yeah. One thing I love about them, they're very adorable, and I love that And a pet name he he used as a joke for her, Kenzie Bear, is now his actual pet name for her. (laughs) Cute, really cute. Yeah, and, like, before he goes to school, because I'm just going to have to forget, I know he's in year 13, and so that's... Somehow different. It's okay. It's okay. But, like, you know, we had a go at um, Ned for going out with a schoolgirl and I have to forget that Mackenzie's now going out with a schoolboy. Yeah, but Hendrix is in <laughs> casual clothes and Mackenzie's one year older than Hendrix, not like seven. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But before he goes to school, he just sort of wants to make little wavies to her over the courtyard and the, the sorry, the um, cul-de-sac. Yeah. And it's just sweet. And somehow Harlow's not being a bee about it, which is wonderful. That's a bit I don't believe because she's like, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with it. I'm like, yes, you do, liar, as if you don't have a problem. This is going to be stuck in your craw. Do you guys buy that she's fine with it? I kind of thought she might have laced that picnic with something. (laughs) She set out this spread for them to have a date on the um, pontoon, which is just a ledge overlooking the lake, which seems precarious. Maybe that explains the fascination with dancing and going out all night, whatever she's popped in that. Ooh. But in my mind, I imagined Harlow being like, I've got no problem with it. But you do a much better Harlow than I do. Um, I've got no problem. I've got no problem (laughs) with Macrix. It's not Macrix. It's McKendrix, Harlow. Get this (laughs) ship name right. Yeah, which she would say it wrong. You're right. And um, saying she has no problem with it and then in like a week after Brent's gone and like there's definitely no possibility there, she suddenly has a problem with it then. Mm. Um, So, I mean, I guess watch this space. She might. She's her father's daughter. She's got tendencies. You mark my word. She's going to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she does knock back a few espresso martinis at the Flamingo Bar and I suddenly was paying attention. So Yashvi goes to sort out her problems with Ned and that leaves Lilo, Levi and Harlow putting away the cocktails and mm. we cut to the next morning and they are both rough around the edges. Mm. And um, don't forget Levi has come in very loud. Oh, yes. To the um, house, the Kenden. The cannery. The cannery. Um, and, you know, like he's got someone with him or... He's a keto man and he just doesn't drink often. <laughs> I don't know. What did, was it a herd of elephants that Sheila described it as? <laughs> yeah. I thought that, that's not very nice thing to say about Harlow. <laughs> ben, what actually happened? Because I didn't quite understand what they got up to that they were ashamed about. Not a lot is what happened. I mean, the way they were carrying on, I thought they'd had like jiggy jigs in Mrs. Punt's, you know, front garden. 
But what was it that he'd like vommed in the bush at Lassiter's? And then cried. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I would have paid to see that. I'm just I mean, like, oh, actually, does it surprise me that they're making such a big deal out of this because this is the most exciting thing that could possibly happen to them because oh, I don't know. You know who he reminds me of in this state? Leo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come and talk to me, Dre. <laughs> you stole my girlfriend, Dad. <laughs> B. <laughs> um, it was weird because we'd already seen him cry. And I was comfortable with it to see it, but then he was like, "No, I had to cry again, and I'm extra embarrassed." I'm like, "Okay, buddy." No, I want drunk crying. That's what I want. I yeah. want him drunk crying and vomiting in the bushes. Yeah, and Harlow like <laughs> having to clean him up. I would enjoy watching that. <laughs> I almost wish they had a um, he had a vomed in Vera's bushes though, so that she would then start the vendetta against Carl again. <laughs> oh God! Talk about a ceramic pig that we glossed over last week. <laughs> Which Can you was... imagine just a mad vom fest in the middle of the cul-de-sac? Of... <laughs> Kate would want me to bring up the poo jogger that was terrorising our town in oh. the previous years. <laughs> Self-explanatory. But there's just like the phantom vomer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I dread to think. So, Ben, give us the cliff notes of the manure wars of Ramsey Street. So my understanding from, the, from Madame Zolga... Melanie had um, decided to play a bit of a prank on Angela Lane and had ordered some horse poop to um, be delivered to her to her front door. She then returned the favour um, and had it and somehow ended up on Mrs. Mrs. Punts. I got a bit confused with that bit. And then there was a whole hoo-ha between Paul and getting manure in the face and nobody knew where the manure had come from and who'd been pooping where and it just got very <laughs> childish <laughs> as Tori calls. I feel like once the manure gets dumped onto a yard the whole street would smell it wouldn't matter whose yard it was on yeah, yeah. but someone's got to get in and dig it out yeah and no one wants to end up with manure in their face like Paul did yeah but this gets kind of ramped up it culminates in this very dramatic moment in the cul-de-sac where Angela and Melanie are having it out and Melanie's entrusted with the care of Nell and Hugo and it's that time of the week, one of the Rebecca kids has wandered off and Angela backs her car over the billy cart that the Rebecca kids were going to inherit and almost over poor young Hugo. Oh, gosh. I've met Hugo a couple of times and I was very afraid for him <laughs> this time. This was probably the most afraid I've been for him. And he's had to do some full-on acting lately, like last week when Paul whispered into his ear to start calling Melanie Granny. He had big responsibility there. Yeah. So Melanie was not paying attention. Like this is part of her character. Like she's fiery and she's like she's all into the Angela Lane argument. She's not paying attention to the kids. Like that's sort of the key part of it as well, isn't it? Yeah, and she's flaky and she's insecure about that within herself. Now, Ben, did you you would have copped a lot of Melanie back in the back in the day cuz she's new to me. Oh, yeah, I was a big Melanie's one of my kind of all-time favorite characters from way back when. Um Well, so, she's totally uh, won me over. Oh, she's yeah, and she's still got that essence of the old Melanie. Um it feels very natural, so it's been a pure delight to have her back. So, 
it's it's been really interesting watching her and Tordy's relationship unfold. And especially knowing the history that she's had with kind of like Sky, because she raised Sky Mangle, really, <laughs> to be fair. So it's really interesting, this relationship that she has forged with Nell and Hugo and her self-doubting. Um, and I think it's actually quite a nice layer to the character that she's, you know, she, that she recognises that she has these doubts in herself. And I, I did feel for her because at the end of the day, you know, she was hired as Tordy's PA and she's kind of been like lumbered with babysitting as well as girlfriend yeah. and PA at the same time. And it's like... It was quite oh, insulting yeah. when he yelled at her like she was the nanny. When I ask you to watch my kids, I expect you to watch them. Can you imagine how I felt walking up Ramsey Street and seeing Nell and Hugo playing behind Angela's car and then she gets in and she reverses it? I know. I messed up. Mm. And also, like, Trady, what happened to you last time you had a nanny? Think about it, mate. Don't do that. And also your kids go missing all the time. What are you going to, like, those in glass houses, mate? I know. I mean, those kids have had more contact with the bloody postman than they do with their own father at the minute. <laughs> yeah. I was I was very insulted when he yelled at her because there was a line, I don't know, maybe it was a week ago, where she said, am I picking the kids up as your assistant or your girlfriend? Oh, gosh. And, you know, like that's quite a solid line for like anything. Mm. And he was like, oh, my girlfriend because I don't want to pay you. Anyway, um, but he yelled at her like she was an employee. Mm. In that moment. And, I mean, I think she should have probably left him. For that. Yeah. I think there's a really strange power dynamic, power imbalance. Mm. And I'm kind of glad it's writing itself by the end of the week. He has acknowledged her position in all of this, but it took her removing herself from the situation and saying, I'm not good for you, I'm not right for this, you're better off without me, leaving, and then his little girl looking up at him saying, Daddy, do the voices like Melanie does the voices. And he's like, oh, she's of value. Maybe I need to pull my head in and see things from her side. Yeah. I would just like it if she got that job with the other firm. Me that too. That keeps talk, talking about. Yeah. yeah. It'd make it a whole lot less me too-y, you know? <laughs> me toady. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There we go. There's an episode title. Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering what it was going to be. <laughs> But then, like, speaking of, like, workplace practices across the whole, you know, show at the minute, there's there's so many unhealthy, like, boss-employee relationships because you've got Amy kind of and Roxy together in the Flamingo Bar and Amy treats Roxy like a bloody dog. Mm. <laughs> and then Paul's, like, lording around Lassiter's kind of, you know, there's, there's no HR protocol, is there, around no, workplace yeah. behaviour and bullying? Which is interesting, obviously, with what we know is going on backstage. But and and Kyle's trying to bring the union in. Did you say that? No. <laughs> he <laughs> he gets on uh, Roxy about doing unpaid overtime, and he goes, "I don't want to get all uniony on you." <laughs> I loved it. Um, but yeah, also Kyle's hanging out at the workplace instead of his own workplace and doing yeah. his own job, which is like a Carlism. Must be because the tram got too hard to film in. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's well, it's very tired. It's not very COVID-friendly, is it, particularly in the winter. But um, then <laughs> there needs to be some sort of HR representative maybe. Do you remember the um, the Japanese family that owned the hotel for a while? That Was it Leela? Oh, the, Mr. Udagawa. Yeah, yeah, and his, like, niece or daughter or something that came in. Mm. She was very straight down the line. 
I would enjoy her to come in and um, ship up that place. What about, uh, there's a scene that brought me a lot of joy was Melanie and Paul. She's drowning her sorrows in an oat milk cookies and cream latte. Yeah, which sounds disgusting. Sounds like a celiac nightmare. (laughs) Um, And he's trying to have a rib, he's trying to rib her and then realises she's not playing along. And then he sits down and goes, okay, actually, what's wrong? And then talks her through her love problems by saying, mate, you didn't meet Sonia. She was a hot mess. Do not even scratch the surface of the issues that the, she had in that marriage. Don't you love it when she's like, well, you know how she had a son? Well, Cody fostered that son because she was a heroin addict. <laughs> so you are doing fine, love. We won't talk about Tony's other son, mind you, about how he was conceived. Yeah, oh. exactly. Paul's got more things to say in the next pep talk. Yeah, he's like, I'll meet you for coffee tomorrow. I'll go over the rest of the stuff. Yeah. I'll meet you down at the Muriel, which... Gosh, that was a delight hearing her call the mural that. Um, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> um, and Paul shouts out to the age difference with him and Therese in that conversation. After like 14 characters pointed it out to him last week, mind you. No, I'm going with self-evolved, Paul. <laughs> um, but he said, oh, no, we, we see no problems. <laughs> in the, Constant problems, by the way, in their relationship. Yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, I also shout out to Susan last week who called Carla Boomer for judging Melanie and Toadie. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Oh, she and, and and she did it again this week, didn't she? When Amy, when he kind of volunteered himself to be one of Amy's models, and she was <laughs> like, "They're not looking for a middle-aged Boomer in Lycra, love." <laughs> but then also, I love this when Susan's on the periphery because they give her some of the killer lines. This week, when I don't know how, but somehow Melanie turned up a voucher to. Jungle Juice or whatever that website's called, the sexy oh, yeah. lingerie website. Is that a real? On- is that a real Australian kind of no. outlet? <laughs> I didn't know if it was some kind of sponsored kind of. <laughs> oh, what's it called again? Juicy Jungle. Juicy Jungle. Is- I'm going to look it up. Yeah, and see if the domain name's free, and we'll jump on. Um, but what an amazing opportunity when. Oh, it's a B52 song. There you go. There's an outtrack as well. Perfect. Job done. Um, There's this moment where they're like, what's this? And someone said, it's a tacky lingerie sexy website. Juicy Jungle? Isn't that that trashy lingerie place? Oh, no, I wouldn't say trashy. No, it's not trashy. It was risque, certainly. It makes it an inappropriate gift for a relative stranger. Well, you guys do have a rep for that kind of thing. How much is it for? $100. Hendrix goes, actually, you guys would be into it. And Susan's like, all right, have a look at that, Carl. Keep a hold of the catalogue. Her her eyes lit up. (laughs) That just reminded me of the Aldi catalogue this week. It's it's British week coming up next week in the special buys here in Oz. Oh, Oh, gosh. Plus it feels like only yesterday when Kate's husband ate weird things from the Aldi catalogue. Ate a a tin pie. Yeah. Um, You can get penguin biscuits and all sorts of things, Yorkshire tea. Made out of penguins? No, they're like Tim Tams. But oh, okay. Yeah, right. I imagine. Yeah, they're um, yeah, they're, they're they're all right, penguins. And I'm sat here <laughs> drinking my Yorkshire tea now, so you know, <laughs> I'm kind of you know on brand. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the employment situation at the Flamingo Bar. Let's go to Patreon to discuss that because that's going to become a bigger deal next week because it mm-hmm. ends with an OHS situation with a stage collapsing at a, sh- a photo shoot. So 
couple of things to tie off. There's some beautiful stuff with Hendrix and Carl that I wouldn't have time to go into, but God, it was glorious. Where they're doing first, they're doing driving lessons, then they're getting lessons on how to be a spendthrift. Yeah, but also, <laughs> it is mainly Hendrix never had a father. Oh, and look oh. at Carl. And what a person to be your father, Carl, you know? And at one point B had said to the Kennedys when she exited, like, you're the best surrogate parents a girl could ask for, and that was really sweet. Mm. And they're like, you were a good stand-in for Libby. Yeah. Aww. We don't yeah. know where our daughter is. <laughs> <laughs> the Kennedys work best when there's, it's that family dynamic, when it's them raising and providing advice and just being comedy. I think that's when that house is at its best. Yes. Yeah. The warm house. Um, and the other, well, the ceramic pig of the week is over at the Jive Dive. The Brendans become the Jive Dive because Clive has bathroom renovations and he and his fern, his needy fern, have moved in for a few days to live with Jane and Click, Chloe and Nick, and it's like six hours before the house descends into complete chaos and the girls are like, he needs to go. And it's like, wow, this hasn't even been an afternoon. You couldn't go for a walk. <laughs> now um, we've brought up the media site a few times mm. and often we, I would get spot and, you know, I'd do it to myself, I'd read things in advance, but I would get This is, spot- this is the website where we can... See episodes of Neighbours in advance, not yeah. using Madame Zolga. And sometimes, like, it doesn't always work. No, but it's, it's week to week, it differs. Yeah. Um, you know, that's fine. You know, COVID, we're all doing what we can yeah. from home. Um, so about three months ago, an episode synopsis of this episode just appeared at the top <laughs> of the thing. And I read it and I was like, why is there an episode about Clive's plant? And I was... <laughs> Very confused <laughs> because without the, any of the context of everything else that has happened in the last three months and not that this relates to it at all, I was like, why is this just turned into an ep- like a show about plants? I mean, it has come up before when Jane had to go get the key to feed the plant or water it, whatever you do to a plant. That's true. It's a, it's a secondary character that they don't have to pay. <laughs> well, they've actually, it's got a name as well, hasn't it? Herbert. Yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> And obviously one of the highlights of last week was when Clive was over for some afternoon delight with Jane in the laundry or out the back. And, and they got Nicol- drunk. Nicolette copped an eyeful. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> I really love, um, oh, look, I loved Sheila and Clive, but I really love how Clive has moved essentially to a different house on the street mm. this week or, and a different family and a different dynamic and still there. Because he was really leveraged off Sheila for quite a bit of time. And I have a lot of time for Nicolette's disdain for whatever she's got disdain for. I just enjoy it. I enjoy how she's almost like a bratty teen living with her mum because she never really had that long-term relationship with her mum. She's living it all now. Yeah, yeah, she's fallen straight into it. Like, ugh, get your boyfriend's stuff out of my face. And she's so passive-aggressive. Like, she can say something, you know, that sounds so innocent, but she just says it in such a way that is so cutting it's like, Christ, you've had lessons from Angela Lane, you have. So the inspiration for the bathroom actually comes from Japan. Hey, guys, I've ordered one of those Japanese toilets with all the bells and whistles. Mm, has a lock so no one walks in on him. Wait till you see the tiles. Well, how do you reckon, what's your forecast now that you've been in tune with Madame Zolga, Ben, long term for the Brenden? How do you see the baby daddy 
Branaka baby, Nicolette baby, click relationship, Jane and Clive, all of that. What do you reckon? Oh, I've got the horrors. I've got horrible feeling it's going to head down a a big baby battle and it's going to cause a big ruckus amongst the siblings and that's where we're heading and it's going to be, it's going to get ugly. And mm. the, the good news is there's going to be a baby because I've seen around the casting circles, like online, that they oh. put the call out. They've put the call out for a Eurasian baby to come into Neighbours, like a six-week-old to come and play a newborn. Yeah. That's nice then. That's nice. I'm, I'm yes. glad that that's going ahead, that this that going ahead. is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Better than the last time they had a surrogacy storyline. Yeah. Now, shall we do, Ben, your inaugural citizen or citizen segment? Oh, this is exciting. Yes. <laughs> You've got one? I think so. Yeah. I think I've got my citizen. Ooh. Go for it. Go for it before one of us steals it. My citizen this week is, um, is Toady. Just for his sheer lack of respect for Melanie, um, you know, referring to her as a woman in her 50s um, and being immature, says the man who cavorts around the front lawn in a lycra singlet. No, not having any of it. Um, And just disrespectful to our Melanie. So, yeah, so my citizen goes to Toadie. Yeah, let he who has not lost his child cast the first story. (laughs) Absolutely. Multiple times. Mm. Yeah. CJ, yeah. have you got one? Um, I mentioned earlier that Levi is just citizen, citizen, but that's going to last week. I'm going to go with self evolved Paul for citizen <laughs> for his conversation with Melanie. Um, I've been in friendship groups where there's like the old set and the new set. Yeah. And I loved that as a bit of a callback to them actually having a past together. Um, I really enjoyed that. But um, Paul, he doesn't often give his time to other people, so I enjoyed seeing him do that. And he bought her another oat latte. He did, even though he was like, oh, man, if you're not having a short black, I'm not interested, but whatever. Um, Citizen of the Week. I'm going to go dual Citizen of the Week to B and Sheila Canning the second mm. for cruising on out of Erinsborough, having enough time to pack, close down their businesses, hand over their podcast duties, which, um, okay, that's a big responsibility. She's just given to Carl, but whatever, uh, going off with their novelty sunglasses without a care in the world, driving off into their own destinies, a little bit disappointed that the um, the podcast gods didn't come a-calling for B. They're like, this American life didn't want to come and recruit B, but, hey, maybe that'll happen over in WA. But... Um, just really wish we could have had a few makeout sessions with Sheila and Ned. But hey, what are you going to do? And I really would like to see. Sorry, I've deviated, but I really would like to see Toadie and Melanie Pash. Yeah, come on. Why can't we see the over twenty fives make out on this show? Some of us are starved. Bay, we've seen quite a bit of Toadie and Melanie doing other things under the desk. To me, <laughs> that's what I just need some balance up top. Um, <laughs> and I think that. Um, you call it the blandening, right? Mm. So now that they are public with their relationship, it's become mm. a lot less racy. And yeah. so I wouldn't mind if they, you know, learnt from the masters over the street at the Kennedys yeah. about how to be a little bit racy sometimes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Ben, it was a treat. You've made us forget that we were in lockdown for a moment. Oh, thank you so much. It's been it's been a pleasure to be here. It's been lovely. Have you got more Nay Bens in the works? 
Yes, we have. We have. We are chatting about our um, return in the next um, couple of weeks. So keep your eye out on our YouTube because um, we'll be back with some more content very soon. And you can follow Nabins on Twitter and Instagram. And Spicy Ben. Yeah, I'm just a man of many names at the minute, aren't I? <laughs> but aren't we just always know you as Spicy Ben. It's, it's one of those instances where the, the handle becomes the person's name. I'm fine with that. I'm down with that. Um, and CJ? I'm CJ the Hot Mess Mum on um, Instagram and TikTok. I'm going to do a um, no grocery challenge on TikTok, which I started today. So if anyone's interested in watching me eat my pantry, go for it. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrifying, but yep, I'm on board. Also, um, Ben mentioned that he was double vaxxed at mm. um, the start of this week. I had my first vaccine this week. Yes, Neighbours Pod. And and Kate was already half vaccinated, so I'm not I'm not new. But I just want to point out I had no issues. And if you can get the vaccine, get it. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm booked in. I kind of don't believe it. I had to pull a few strings, but 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 I'm proud of you for doing so because, you. as you said, we've had some trouble. Yeah, I had to pull strings of my own deficiencies. <laughs> yeah, so you and have but- to recognise that you're eligible. Yeah, recognise. And I think it's actually a little bit Australian because even in the, like, last part of it, they ask you the questions again, like, you know, are you whatever? Like one of the questions was um, are you immune compromised, which I'm not, right? And then it said do you have, like, are you at risk? And the reason I was there was yes, I am. (laughs) But my first reaction was to go, no, 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 I'm fine. I'll be right, mate. (laughs) But, But it's not true. We are at risk. A lesson to the whole pandemic is just go with we're at risk and then mm. we'll be fine later. Yeah, like I'm now locked in my house because I'm at risk. Yeah. So <laughs> so, so it's clear. But anyway, I do want to say not any um, problems. I know that some people have some ill effects, which is I'm sure that Ben will say ill effects is one thing compared to actually getting COVID. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I just want to say I didn't. So, you know, it can go both ways. Another friend of the pod, Haley, has spoken out and said, look, whatever you feel after a vaccine, it's not anywhere near as horrible as having yeah. a virus or dying from it. So. I'd agree 100%. Yeah. Just it's a little, a mild little little headache and a bit of a cold fever is nothing compared to what, you know, it could be if you caught it. So It's, it's a bit of manure on your front yard, but then flowers will grow from it. Yeah. Nothing quite like Mrs Punt throwing poo on your face. Yeah. It's great. It'll be a great time. It's a great time that we all enjoy. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Take care of yourself over Thank in England. Thank you. Um, we'll send you back in time, back to oh, Bo Morris I've got to watch the volleyball montage again. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Spike, Spike. Um, and we'll check in with Kate soon. Hope she's on the mend. And thanks for listening. Happy birthday to my baby. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, Dr. Carl. <laughs> Bye. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.